Welcome back to Wicker Park with Valoria, Fifty Shades of Grey. Welcome back, and I want to talk to you about um, love and sex, the zodiac, vampires, uh, the Sabbath and the Carmilla. I want to talk to you about when darkness falls, um, when the fairies came to me. Lucius, Lucius, not Lucius, my boy, Lucius, Lucius, Gaiga, the fairies would have come to me and told me that darkness was going to fall. But first, let's get into the zodiac and these sexual desires. There's a lot you can learn about a perspective or a current relationship from um, the celestial de- uh, deviations of astrology. The stars can unpack various things, ranging from how compatible you are to what each zodiac sign love language is, to how you to deal with your partner if you can get into a fight depending on their sign. There's a big question astrology can answer what each zodiac sign is like in bed. Aries. As a fire sign, you can expect that Aries will heat things up quickly when they find someone they're into passionate by nature aries are sparky sparky and fiery partners who can burn the sheets often very competitive and aries will strive to satisfy their partner and make this best sex you ever had while you can be down for a long-term relationship aries is also steamy flame that burns out quickly taurus as an incredible sensual sign guided by the planet Venus, Taurus likes to take it slow and enjoy every bit of sex with their partner. The pool tends to be a tad submissive, opting for a partner who can take charge. Just like the tendencies to sit back and enjoy food and fine wine, Taurus will savor their experience while letting their partner run the show, having Taurus partner to indulge at its best. Gemini. Trust that if you ever find yourself in bed with a Gemini, it is to be a commutative experience. Geminis are talkative by nature, which is why they let their mouths do the work with oral sex in bed. But behold, exploring all the fun of oral, a Gemini might enjoy an occasional bit of dirty talk if it's something that you're into. Don't worry. A Gemini will show you how. Cancer. Since Cancer is a cozy inter- introvert, guided by mostly by emotion, they'll want to bring romance into a mix when it comes to sex. The crab likes to spice things up their own way. This means romantic baths and sun-kissed um, deja vus on sandy shores. While sex and beat on the beach may not be your thing, a cancer partner will appreciate a glass of wine and some candles by a bedside. Leo. Leo is guided by the sun, so put it mildly, they need to be in the center of attention. This goes for the inside and outside of the bedroom. Leo needs to have to come first all the time. They'll have their counterpart to know how to please them. While they certainly won't ignore their partner's needs, orgasm gaff simply does not exist for Leah. 
and they'll be very vocal about it. Virgo. Virgos are bosses outside of the bedroom to believe that they that their badass energy will carry over when it comes to sex. Virgos are undercover freaks. They are patient lovers who are totally okay with doing all the work in the bed. Libra. As the sign of the scales, Libra craves the balance of all things in life, sex included. Yes, they want to have a good time, but their partner pleasure is just important as their own. They also are down and are a bit kinky. Light spanking and gentle kisses will get a Libra in the mood. Scorpio. Let's just say when it comes to sexual energy, Scorpio takes the cake in the astrology world. Their mysterious lustful laser makes them uncomfortable experience in the bed. And they very much know how to do it. They also know what they want, even if they're playing the submissive role. Sagittarius. Sagittarius is most adventurous sign in the zodiac and in the bedroom, no exception. Watching porn and trying out sex toys will get the archer going and turn them on in the bedroom. Talking about novel fantasies and ways to explore will likely be well to receive by Sagittarius. Capricorn. Much like Virgos, Capricorns have big boss energy, while practical and rational in most in most parts of their life. Capricorns know how to have fun, and when this time is right, Capricorns like to keep things interesting in the bedroom. Aquarius. For Aquarius, equality matters, and that also translates into a big O, the water bearer, which likes to watch their partners pleasure themselves in the bedroom. Mutual masturbation turns them on, whether it's for a play game or a main event, you and Aquarian partners can decide. And the last but not least, Pisces. Pisces is dreamy, romantic, so expect that the sex with one will be the same. Pisces loves to embrace their imagination and fantasies, which will bring them into the bedroom. While some things may be far out of or too um, fantasized, they fantasize a lot. And it may be a little bit too restrained for you. But, um, don't lead the way. Pisces head in the cloud spirit is sure to lead to some sexual fun and desires. All right, guys, and I hope that you guys got some aspects on the zodiac and sexual desires. And now we're going to be talking about um, vampires. This is Pat and Carmilla about me, Lucius Malfoy, Lord Jarrett, Tagama King, and. Uh, Lord David, and we're going to be touching more into that. We are this about um, Lucius Malfoy's family. His side came from the Carmilla, so that's how the Sabat and the Carmilla was connected. And we'll get more into that in the next segment. So stay tuned to Wicker Park with Valoria, Fifty Shades of Grey. And the herds of 
Welcome back to Wicker Park, and we're going to be talking about the Sabat and the Carmilla. And I want to talk about my experiences of being in the Sabat and what the Sabat is all about. But first, let's get into uh, when darkness fell. Lucius, Lucius, the fairy guy that would have come to me and told me after the war and during the War of Paradise that darkness would fall. Um, remember the war and the drift uh, I was talking about with um, Ace and the alien war with the drugs and the guns and the weapons. Um, it carried on for hours and then hours turned into days and days turned into weeks and then it turned into months and months turned into years. And what would seem like it lasts a lifetime, darkness would have fallen, and I would no longer be Diana Wonder Woman. Um, she would be pushed back in my subconscious mind, and the vampire me would have came out. So let me tell you the story about darkness falling. I dreamed the first times the longest memory I speak of the first times of the oldest father I sing of the first times in the dawn of darkness simply put it's a bad it's a personification of war war of the of the Olympians. war against Johanna war against the Carmilla and the canoe, and the kanji, and the independence, war against the witch hunters, werewolves, cavaliers, and herds of the humanity, and for some vampires, even the war of the very sect which would belong to. Being a vampire in the Sabbat means being soldier of a holy war against the ancients, the monsters who pass on the curse of Cain. And the Knights of Old and the Carmilla puppets set out to bring the Johanna world to devour their elders. The Sabbat vampires do not want to die at the fangs of their malignant evil enemies. Now, the reason why I say this is because the vampires and werewolves and the witch hunters and the witches and the warlocks and even wizards um, are separated. They don't get along with each other, but they will um, come together when it comes to humans and humanity of all kinds. And now, this is a recording from To the Sabbat and what the Sabbat is all about and how Valeria became Augustus Rio. savages or their infernal zealots as others will like to be treated. 
And now I'm going to explain the Carmilla. The Carmilla are more of an upscaled um, family, a vampire family. They're rich and they have money. And um, the reason why they didn't get along because they considered the Sabbat, um my family, my part of the sect, um, barbaric. So I'm going to let you listen to him explain to you about the Carmilla and just a little bit about uh, their side and uh, the, the difference between the Sabbat and the Carmilla is that um, the Carmilla were more like they fed off of sheep and livestock like cows and horses. They really didn't touch people at all. Um, so that's what they had against the Sabbat. The Sabbat were about feeding off of people. Um, so just listen. structure that needs to be understood is the Camarilla. As the most prevalent sect, a vampire from the Camarilla is the most likely one is to encounter. To understand what Camarilla is, first it must be understood that Camarilla are not the good guys. They are not here to protect humans from other monstrous vampires and other supernatural creatures. They are here to protect themselves from all others who are not among them, and especially the humans who could by sheer number wipe them from the face of the earth. The Camarilla's single greatest creation, the Masquerade, exists for that purpose. With veil of misdirection and falsehood, Camarilla hides the very fact of kindred existence from the mortal world. It hides itself like wolf among the sheep. What Camarilla really is about is the preservation of the status quo a way for elder vampires to protect themselves from each other and keep their power, thus their immortal existence. The 
the eldest like having control over thousands of younger kindred and waves and waves of subordinates to protect them. They make policies that keep the things as they are and exactly as they want. The Camarillo works, at least for the ones who make the policy decisions. Even those kindred positioned lower in the power structure want the things to stay the same. Camarilla offers a buffer against the harsh winds of change. Many kindred who are a relic of ages long past, having no place in the modern world, have a vested interest to keep the things as they are. In theory, Camarilla is the universal organization of vampires that speaks for and legislates for every vampire in the world. Bound by its laws known as the traditions, Camarilla is open to any vampire regardless of its clan or origin. In truth, Camarilla is far from universal. Of the 13 clans, 6 pledged their allegiance, 1 has abandoned them and 2 are in direct opposition. And that not being enough, Camarilla shakes from the strife within itself. But regardless of being beset from foes within and without, Camarilla is still the largest, strongest and the most populous sect of vampires in the world. And that's um, pretty much... Um just a bad in the Camilla. Just to touch bases, there's so much to get into with the Sabat and the Carmilla. Um, that's just literally just a skim of the top of the history of vampires. Um, just to get you a, t- a touch base of where me, Lucius, uh, Malfoy, Lord Jairus, Agama King, and Lord David, um, of the Lost Boys who we are as vampires. Um, like I said, Lucius Malfoy, uh, the connection is uh, the Carmilla and the Sabat is the connection is Lucius Malfoy um, being married, his family in a soul story. Um, him being a part of the Carmilla and me marrying him and I am the Sabat and his brother um, being raised in the Sabbat, the connection between the Sabbat, that's the connection between the Sabbat and the Carmilla, it's Lucius Malfoy, he's, um, the Carmilla, and, uh, uh, Lord Jaren the Carmilla King is the Sabbat, I'm the Sabbat, and Lord David's the Sabbat, but he formed an alliance with his brother, the, with the Carmilla, it's just so much to talk about with the Sabbat, the sets and the packs, um, and the negotiations that were taking place, um, during a soul story because I was young. Like I said, when the war broke out, I was 13 years old. Um, when the vampire wizard war broke out amongst the uh, wizards and it affected the vampires and the werewolves and the witches and witch hunters, it, uh, affected the whole community of darkness. Um, when we come back to our next segment, we'll be diving more deep into uh, our sexual signs and our nature and the stamina of it all. This is Valoria, Fifty Shades of Grey, Wicker Park. Remember, I love you guys. <laughs> 